Yo, what it do, what it is, what it ain't. It's your boy T, man. And you already know what you're listening to, man. It's the Get Right Podcast, man. And this is episode 14. We in the building, man. We we almost soon to wrap up season one, man. And what we want to talk about uh, is a little bit of last week, man. But, you know, I got to introduce the brain trust of the fam. Rod, what's happening? What up, though? And uh, public enemy number one. DC was <laughs> good. Mr. Misconception struck again, y'all. <laughs> you know, and I didn't even have a beer in my hand at the time. So, I'm all, all with it. With all the smoke. Good, though. Man, for sure, man. Because definitely last week was very, very interesting, man. And one of the things, a shameless plug, right? Because there's, we're going to be going towards the end of season one, man. And we want to invite guests. So I want to start reminding everybody, like, hey, we want to start inviting people. So if you want to be on, you know, and talk about any of the previous episodes, man, whether you're talking about HBCUs, we're talking about mental health, we're talking about everything, man. If there's something that you say, hey, I want to add to or, hey, I want to debate y'all about, man, like the door is open, the forum is open, and uh, we'd love to have any, uh, you know, lady gentlemen on and we can have a healthy dialogue and even uh break bread get to know um someone a little bit more right so last week was a great episode um and i'm not trying to say that just for viewers and likes and all that it was really really great because we hit on things where conversations need to be had man and it it started off from a b simone's podcast and shout out to her uh, because she's doing her thing and it's all about a great man what makes a great man um, does a person fall or falter, take that individual from a great man status? And it was uh, solely based around MLK uh, that that comment was made on. And she used, like, you know, comparisons, right? You know, if he's, this guy marched. He did so many things, but he cheated on his wife. So does that take that that allure away from a great man? And we talked about putting people on a pedestal that we shouldn't. We talked about. How do we build? How how do we build and help each other up? And we talked about the man and the female dynamics where Mr. Misconception struck again, man. Lightning strikes like 10 times on this podcast. So um, <laughs> with that, DC, I know you had some great conversations, especially on Facebook and a lot of comments, man. Rod as well, man, because we talked about emotional cheating as well, man. How y'all feeling, man? I feel good, man. And real quick, shout out to to B Simone podcast, man. Absolutely, like it, it, it wasn't a bash towards them. Um, the clip was not again, good. and we we talked about context and all that stuff in the last episode that we haven't watched it. So uh, I went back and watched it, and you know there there's some context there for sure. But again, the clip, like DC said last week, was you know Kevin Samuels get bashed for clips of things without seeing the entire thing so we just did the same type of response based off of the clip that we saw Correct. and you know when you listen to the the entire podcast you know we we actually agree on quite a, a few things, points man. right we agree with with what they said right and the the overall thing was about what's more important the perception or the reality of what this individual did man mm-hmm. and, um just want to point that out there that like we're not that pod that's just gonna bash uh well, and i don't think it was bashing in the first place but we're not just going to touch on the topic and not review it afterwards just to make sure so shout out to them 
Yeah, Social Proof Podcast. Shout out, man. Because, um, yeah, I think we disagreed on the statement, but the overall message, you know what I'm saying? Much love and respect. Uh, much love and respect. So that's pretty much it, man. So emotional cheating, Rod. I, I, you got bashed. <laughs> People hate you now. I know it's such a strong word, but people are like, hmm, what you mean? It is what it, it is. It is a thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, some people felt like you just told them that Santa Claus, you know, I'm not gonna say it out loud because kids around, but you know, that's kind of almost how the message landed on some people, man. Like, what? How dare you say that there's no such thing? You know what? Um, you know, I'm gonna respect others opinions and what their perception is so if their perception is it's real then it's real to them to to me i I have a different opinion on it like i stand by what i you know my stand still say the same bro yeah you know listening to that rod it kind of makes me think of this movie i don't know if y'all seen uh minority report it's uh, kind of absolutely dope, with, dope, uh, dope movie, Tom man. Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah, and so basically, for those who don't know, a little recap is uh, is it's set into the future, and they have like this technology that can basically predict whether or not you're going to commit a crime, and they mm-hmm. arrest you before you actually do the crime. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of how I feel the whole emotional cheating conversation is is going to. It's like, well, you can't really hold you can't really hold me for something I didn't actually do. Right. But then the other side is like, well, you're thinking about it. It's going to lead to it. So that means it's still bad. But mm-hmm. I could be pissed off at somebody and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to kill this mother. But it don't mean I'm actually going to do it. I could just be in the heat. Mm-hmm. Of, I could be mad in the heat of the moment. I go home. I, I chill out and I'm not going to do nothing. I was just mad right then and there. Like I'll be pissed at somebody or I'll be. Yeah, I'll be pissed if somebody arrested me for thinking about committing said crime. And I, I think that's mm-hmm. kind of where the emotional cheating thing goes to. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you, okay, you might've thought about it. You might've had an impure thought, but did you actually mm-hmm. act on it? Mm-hmm. Because that's to me where the self-restraint comes in. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, it's one thing to think it, but it's another to actually act on it. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we all I mean, be locked up. We all be locked yeah. up, bro. Yeah. yeah that's Everybody a in the, the whole world. I love that. Great movie, that's by a, the way. Good, that's good a great analogy, man. Like when you, Man, that that is dope, bro. Like that, that that's why you <laughs> that's why you come through, man. And that is a dope analogy. I try, bro. We try to open up that dialogue to understand others' views and opinions and perspectives. So one, we can educate ourselves. And and I will say for me, one of the things just to clarify why I say I don't feel it's a thing for me is because one, like you to know who I am and you know, you're still getting to know me. Right. Cause I'm an onion, bro. Like I, I come in layers. I don't, right. I don't just open up to anybody. So for me, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's very tough to emotionally connect to me like a hundred percent. So that's why for me, I'm like, ah, I don't see it because I'm just, I'm more of a guarded person like that. So I get someone who is probably more of an open book and can share those type of things and share their feelings and all that, how you could get into a situation like that. And now you have someone that's connected on that level. I can understand that that, that is something that could lead to other things for sure. But as far as just keeping it at that, like, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. That's what's up, man. What yeah. You, you got to sound like you got to add to something, bro. 
Yeah. Well, no, I mean, the only thing I'll say is I know I caught some flack, a little bit of flack for 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 some things, and uh, but I stand behind everything I said, and I stand behind the way that I said it. I don't I don't think I did anything uh, wrong or disrespectful to anybody, but I think what's important is to understand is that you know, men and women, we see the world through different lenses, right? And so the things that are important, this is especially to the to single ladies and men out there, is the things that you find important as a man or the things that you find important as a woman, the other side is probably doesn't necessarily find important. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that we got to stop that whole, well, if I do this, then she should do it, too. Or if mm-hmm. I do this, he should do it, too. No, it don't, it don't work that way. So, like, one thing that um, I had I kind of got some flack on is how men focus on physical appearance more than women do. That was my opinion, that, you know, men are more uh, superficial. We focus on what we see and what we can feel and touch, tangible things, mm-hmm. uh, versus the ladies. I think ladies are more uh, drawn towards intangible qualities. And I caught flag for that, surprisingly. You know, I was like, well, women care about physical, too. I'm not saying women don't care about physical, but not as much as we not as much. And if 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 y'all did like it has to work this way, y'all, you know, what I'm saying like because if, if, if men and women thought the same, the world would probably have been burned down by now. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying like we have to think differently and we should. I mean, we're biologically, physiologically different. And mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that the biggest thing is just because we speak in our opinion and speak in our peace, that is not bashing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We can disagree. You know, you can disagree with my my view. But just because I express my view doesn't mean I'm attacking you. doesn't mean I'm bashing you. You know what I mean? It just that's my truth. And, the, and, and you'll find, especially with me specifically, if I speak my truth, I will try to articulate as best I can how I came to that conclusion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't just be saying stuff. Well, that's just how I feel. And that's what it is. No, this is how I feel. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you how I got to this point. Mm -hmm. Now, you can disagree with that, but you can't just say I'm just coming up with some stuff or I'm just this or I'm just that. You know what I'm talking about? So I think that's a little distant, you know. But anyway, but it's all good, though, man. I think these Mm -hmm. kind of conversations is good, man. Mm -hmm. I think that our people, our community specifically, and that's why when I in my last pod, I said black women because that's who I'm speaking to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we as a culture, we need the most help. You know what I'm saying? We need to help each other the most. So when I say black men and black women, I'm saying that to uplift us. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that to criticize or bash, but part of the uplifting is you got to pull out some weeds. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're trying to get your your, your lawn looking good and you got weeds, you got to pull them weeds up. Mm-hmm. And, and when you pull the weeds up, at first, it, your yard is going to look ugly. You have patches and holes and stuff like that. But, you you know, you pull them weeds up, you put some seed down, some fertilizer, you, you water it, and eventually have a nice, beautiful green lawn. And that's what I'm trying to do, man. We got to pull these weeds, you know. And that's for the men, too. And for, the, and for that, on that note, and I'm going to get off this, just how I've gone on and on about, you know, what I talked about last last time, I bring the same smoke to the homies as well. And I have done it in the public mm-hmm. setting in this on this platform. So, you know, I'm all about accountability for everybody, not just one side. All day, man. I got a question for y'all, man. Yeah. Because you said, which is fair and true, right? How we view women, man. We look at the more physical, the aspects. That's just what it is, man. The nature of our mind. We're hunters, to use your word. Does it make us shallow? 
in a sense. I've had Shalom. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think we are. I, I wouldn't use that to characterize the whole man race or whatever. But if you were to compare, I would say men are more shallow than women in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, facts. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree to that, right? But um, my wife brought that up. She's like, "Does that, that make y'all shallow?" Yeah, I mean, I admit <laughs> it. Make y'all shallow, bro, though? <laughs> I, I used to, I used to call myself shallow Hal, bro, because that that truly who was. <laughs> That's, that's who I was. I don't know if you ever seen that movie. Oh, yeah, I mean, I uh, yes, the movie. Yeah, yeah. If you were not a baddie, he wasn't trying to even see yeah, like, But, bro, that, that was, you know, times are different now. But mm-hmm. the environment that I came up in, that we came up in, like, bro, we had we had tip drill video. You know what I mean? We had video yeah. vixens and all this stuff. hundred <laughs> percent. So, so this is what was being portrayed in everything we saw i mean music was life back then like videos were everything for for us yeah, back I would say then, so. videos was life bro yeah like, so life to everything man so this is the image that you you feel like like i gotta in order for me to make it like this is visually what's stimulating me right now so that's visually what i want you know what i mean so that that had and that comes with growth and maturity and you know what i mean when i was younger for sure, I was I was shallow as hell, you know what I mean, and we grow out of it. Like it just it, it is what it is. Like, and I think women were pretty shallow back then too. You know what I mean? Like they had their moments. Like I've been I've been called everything from ugly to gorgeous, bro. So it's it's like I don't know what that makes me handsome. Maybe I don't know what the what the medium <laughs> would be, right? Uh, but it it depends on who the eye of the beholder. So. You know, I think women women have shallow moments, like DC was saying. Like we, it makes us more shallow. But with growth and maturity, you start to learn more. You start to understand that you know personalities matter, and some of the baddest ones had the the worst insides. You know what I mean? Like they insides were just trash, and personality was trash. So so you know, you talk about building and having kids. You want to look for different personalities versus looks because looks are going to fade at some point. Like there are very very small population that continues to look a certain way their entire lives. Like Halle, Halle Berry is not the norm. You know what I mean? It's not the everyday, <laughs> that's what you're going to look like all the time. You know what I mean? That's just don't happen. Okay, it's facts. No, it's not going to happen. She is in a very small minority of people that can look like that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. once I had to flip my brain to understand that, and you know, it took some help. Like I would say, my my wife even. Yeah, not nah, really, bro. Man. You kind of uh, jumped in on it, bro. What makes the total package? And 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 just real one thing on on the yeah. whole shallow thing, Louboutin, Louis uh, V bags. Uh, uh, going there. The nail number five. Mm-hmm. These are all brands that women covet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not as if like it ain't just us. You know what I mean? Like we no. we're just. We were just shallow about different things. You know not I mean? not every woman though. Not every woman covers it, but we we know, right? I think. Well, but not every shared, man covers beauty with though, us, like right? Either though. I mean, we, sure, we, right? we know it's not not every. We're just talking about yeah. generalizations because not every man is going to be shallow. How? So yeah, yeah, we know that. But I mean, like as a whole, these are things that that women are going to cover. Scrubs. TLC made a song. I don't want no scrubs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is. So that, that that shallowness or whatever it, it goes both ways. But and that's yeah, it. Man, that's that million back. 
couldn't, that couldn't song even get set the digits. Man back. Yeah, that S- song sitting set in the man passenger back. side couldn't even get the number. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how you? <laughs> His car could have been at the house, man. You know what I'm oh, saying? Like, hey, I was just about to the say, homies carpool all the time. Hey, bro, we we we, we finna go to the mall, man. Come pick me up. I'll go with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, can't do that no more though. They're, bro, they're still and a high. Past, that's what you were. But there's there's still a high volume of shallowness just in in this country in general. Like when you think about the individual that only dates D boys, right? They're doing that for a reason. Right. You know what I mean? So it might not be because of those particular brands, but it's because of what they can give. You know what I mean? For the most part, because again, if you you riding with a D-boy, your life is on the line. You know what I mean? It's it's on the line, but what they can provide for you quickly seems to be more important than what the repercussions may there be. There it is right there. You just say quickly, bro. Mm-hmm. Fast money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fast lifestyle, right? Um, fast enhancements. And I'm not talking about physical nature, just living arrangements. Things are happening fast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that stuff can be gone just as fast, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it kind of goes back to, I think, DC, you shared a video and with us in our, in our group chat, right? And this young lady was like, yeah, I left him because... He couldn't buy this for me. But the young lady she was talking to, she was like, yeah, but you say he a good guy. He love you. Treat you well. But he can't afford this. So this is why you leave it? Mm-hmm. Pretty shallow, right? And, 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 you know, same thing with, like you just said, shallow how. He probably was like, oh, one of them nails is broken on that hand. Can't rock with you. I can't rock yeah. with you. Or you boomerang. When, remember boomerang when um, boomerang, perfect example, bro. She had hammer time. <laughs> yep, the hammer toes. <laughs> you know, yeah. beautiful, beautiful from top down. He's like, I seen a little corns. Mm, she's not of, the one. Yeah, she was not the one, bro. I get it. And it's crazy that there are people that that do that. You know what I mean? Because like those little cosmetic flaws can be fix right like corns on your feet like you can you can get that taken care of but there are people that legitly will be like nah bro like nah, like i yeah. saw that bro on the pinky toe and i was yeah. like nope and he was like bro how was the date bro it was cool though super cool but then she took her shoes off i was like nah yeah and i just think it depends on what season we're in too man because i ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie I, i've kind of been that guy you know you got corns in your, you, we all have whatever that slight flaw is i gotta cut you off you know what i'm saying but but I, so i think part of that is maturity you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying at least for me specifically i can say that was maturity mm-hmm. um so that, that definitely comes into play as well bro but yeah i mean but also i, I do feel like uh, as a black man i was able to be choosy bro because you know as a black black man, no criminal record, um, not on the down low. Um, I've always had, I've always worked, I've always made money. I've never like rich or anything, but mm. I was never really like broke either. So like in the black community, that kind of puts you up there a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like, well, I'm gonna take advantage of it. You know what I'm talking about? So uh, that's how that goes. I don't toot my own horn, but uh, back in the day, I, I, no, I'm just playing. But um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro! Every everybody wanted to, you know, seen. Let's talk to you because you brought up a great example, man. Boomerang, bro. Everybody wanted to be Marcus. Everybody, 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was a bravado. It was the swag and how he approached things. And because not, like you not, just said. Not with those TV Lady Eloise's, bro. Not with those Lady Eloise's, though. But no, man. You think about it, though, that to what Rod said and then DC, to bring BET and Boomerang together. It's what we saw on TV. Mm-hmm. It looked cool. We grew up seeing that stuff, right? So we figure in life, this is what the standard looked like. Mm-hmm. Marcus showed you how to be a successful person in business, but he also showed you how to be shallow, right? Mm-hmm. BET just showed you, like, oh, if you get a lot of money, bro, this is the type of chicks you get, right? Because that For was just sure. the impression. And so just think about that, man. You know, and we mm-hmm. had to grow up, what you said, Rod, mature, grow up. Um, people that are younger than us now, right, who can be that impressionable because they see so-and-so with the Maybach and so-and-so with all these chicks. They got Instagram models now. Oh, yeah, now it's a whole whole new world, Mm. right? So what are they looking for, right? Because they can say, oh, I'm looking for my man who just signed that five-year, $100 million deal. So you're like, oh, I'm out. Even though (laughs) you're like, oh, I'm out. That ain't me, right? So what do you... Uh, look towards to right. What do you? What's attainable, right? Because now, as it looks, is it the personality? Those are things that you got to fight with on the Instagram side. To to your point, Rob. Uh, I think you have to. I mean, it's going to be different for each person. It's all about what your goals are. Like, I know my goals were eventually to build with somebody, build a family. You know, the American dream, man. Buy a crib, do all the the fun stuff that you get to do travel and all that good stuff, which, you know, we still working on those goals, but you know, some that I know like that was never their goal. Then the goal is not to get married. Their goal is to have fun. And like, we're in a generation where again, we're constantly reminding them that marriage don't work. Telling them the stats that 65% of marriages are going to end up in divorce anyway. So when you start, thinking about that and portrayed marriage may not be something that anyone wants to do. They okay with that. They're cool with that. They want to live, you know what I mean? The, the, the Hugh Hefner lifestyle, we'll call it right. You know, that, that may be the goals for someone and women are the same. You know what I mean? Women have that same mentality as well. So it's kind of both sided where, Look, I can I can sleep around. I can do what I want to do and, you know, get money from different. Like if it's a woman, I can get money from different dudes. Now, if it's a male, I'm just trying to stick him. It all depends on what your goals are, I think. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. You know, um, I don't know, kind of kind of switching gears. I know we we kind of touched on this. Turn the page. We kind of touched on this briefly, but the um, the school shootings, you know, the the, the, the dude mm-hmm. went and shot up the school ah. and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, and now, of course, the, all the talking heads, you know, well, we got to have stricter gun control and, the, you know, the, the pro-gun people. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Things I like want to talk about that, too. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Bro. And so what's weird to me, though, is what nobody is ever talking about is why is it all of a sudden? people shooting up schools because this is the thing guns have been around in America since day one. Like literally we were founded on gun ownership. It's in, it's, it's in the bill of rights. You know what I'm saying? saying? So like we were founded on having guns and we didn't have guns 
for hundreds of years here. But yet, and, and on top of that, we've had bullying. Kids have been getting bullied all throughout middle school, high school. This is nothing new. You know what I'm saying? But now all of a sudden kids are getting bullied and they're shooting up schools. You know what I'm saying? Because that's one thing that, that well, there's a couple of things I, I see in common with all these, these school shootings. One, they're kids that got bullied a lot. And two, they're, they're kids that don't have a lot of melanin in their skin. You know what I'm saying? And so my thing is they talking about guns and, and I, I've seen stuff where they have like $400,000 uh, security systems that they're installing in some of these schools that have like smoke bombs that go off and alarms and the doors lock automatic and they teach kids drills on how to not get shot. And they're doing all of this, but nobody's talking about the fact that it wasn't until 1999, that was Columbine, that you had to really start worrying about your school getting shot up. And nobody's talking about the real reason why. And it, honestly, I'm going to say it's not guns. I do think guns are a problem in America, and there might be a whole nother conversation. But the issue isn't guns. You know what I'm saying? The issue is the sense of entitlement that has grown in the last 30 years amongst a certain demographic of people. And it's not people that look like me or my co-hosts. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that is the real issue. You know what I'm saying? Because like the thing is, black folks, we have issues with violence, but we don't just go around shooting shooting random places up. Like we, There might be a shootout at a mall or a, a game or, or something like that. And not to make light of it, but like we, if, if black folks are shooting people, they're trying to get somebody in particular. And it might be an innocent bystander that gets hit, and that's unfortunate and whatnot, of course. But we're not just going around indiscriminately just shooting people because we had a bad day. Like, we don't do that, right? It's not in our culture. We're not raised that way. What is it that's happening in other cultures in America that they're being raised in a way that is producing mass shooters on a consistent basis, as we can see? We've got a 20-plus year sample size at this point, and mm -hmm. it is what it is. And my thing is, why is, why is that not part of the conversation? Rod, you want to go or I'll jump in? No, you can go. But one, one thing I will say before I jump in is on top of that, why is it every time something like this happens, there's some governor or senator or politician or someone saying, well, we had more killings in Chicago this weekend than we did in this. Like, what difference does that make? You know what I mean? Like, I, I get Chicago has its issues. And like you just said, like we have... Those are tainted stats. We, we have internal issues, right, that we have to deal with and we have to address. Right? We'll touch on that as well. But overall, like, killing is killing. It's wrong. It's wrong. Like, why try to deflect the conversation to make it seem important that this happened versus what happens in, you know, a certain city every week? You know what I mean? Like, this, that's just crazy to me. But go ahead, T. So, DC, to answer your question, why is that, bro? I, we talk about it all the time, man, in this world. Power. Right? So we can't lose power. So when people that are in place of power and they know they can lose power, they're going to do everything they can to fight it, right? Because the bottom line is green. So we can talk black, white, Asian, Latino. The bottom line is green. And people have access to these weapons where now they're saying, hey, we should probably look at getting background checks, this, that, this, right? 
That's probably slow down gun sales. I don't think it'll slow it down drastically. I think people will still make their money. And I'm all for anyone who wants to own a firearm. Shout out. But now it's going to limit access. If you limit access, you're taking away some of my power. So, no, guns aren't the problem. It's mental health. Because that's what you're hearing. Guns aren't the problem. It's mental health. So, could that play a part in it? Yeah, but the access is there. Like, the access is there. Like, my man went to the store. Got an assault rifle. Easy. Cash money. Bullets, easy. And man, at that time, he was, and at that time, he was a law-abiding citizen. I just want to throw oh, that out, right? Because right. they say the criminals get the guns, but he was not a criminal. Nah, law-abiding, bro. Went in, bro. Just like me running up to Walmart, give me a thing of bread. Easy. No background check, no nothing. Like, hey, man, what you need? I mean, let me get that off that wall. Let me get a couple hundred rounds. Let me get this. Cool. Yeah, that was it. So. When the government is like, oh, no, no, it's, it's not the guns. Like you said, you got those governors. You got everybody saying this. It's about power, man, and that bottom line. Because people get in their pockets lie. And we know this. Everyone knows this. People just don't want to talk about it that much, but this is what it is. The second thing I want to hit on is how, how the hell, same thing, the, the, the talking heads and people on the hill are talking about Putting laws up so women can't abort, don't have an abortion. You're gonna we're gonna make it hard for you to do it. But we don't want to put laws in to protect the current kids that are getting slaughtered daily. And that's all it's not a it's not a it's not a gun thing, it's not a this thing, it's not a that thing, it's okay. It's very, very you're and you're saying, oh, preserve life. We gotta preserve life, can't abort, preserve life, preserve life. But you got whether you Democrat, Republican, all that, I don't care. You have everybody who's voting, 90% of people who are voting, no matter what out they're on, is saying, yo, y'all got to lock this shit down because our kids are getting killed. Y'all got to figure this out. But yet, you talk about preserving life, preserving life, but you don't want to talk about preserving life. You see what I'm saying? Does that make That doesn't make any sense to me. Because, again, it's going to come down to people are getting their pockets lined. It's green. That's all this is, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fact, man. And uh, as far as the abortion thing, you know, the only reason that they're making, that they're they're fighting so hard against abortion is because the people who get the most abortions are white people. I mean, and this is, this is not my opinion. This is not, this is a statistical fact. You know, white people get more abortions than anybody else. And also what's happening when you talk about power, T, is um, the white majority is shrinking every day. And so uh, I think at the, the path that we're going, sometime in the future, I think it's fair, maybe 20 years, something like that. Um, yeah, that, bro. By 2030. 2030, the white folks will be the, be the minority. Di- yeah, being one of, one of the most diverse, diverse populated countries in the yeah. continent. Well, not continent, country. Yeah. So it's beautiful, though. That's yeah. the melting pot. I'm, I love it. Yeah, beautiful. And so now, though, but the, those who have been in power and you know the history, what they've done with that power, are now afraid of losing it because they know what they have done over the course of hundreds of years with their power and their abuse of people and abuse of power. And so that's why I think that the whole abortion thing is such a big deal because it's like, okay, well, 
if we stop people from having abortions, then we can still have the numbers. That That's what I believe it all comes down to, because just like you said, T, once the baby is born, there is no more uh, help for them. They call them entitlement programs. You know what I'm saying? You want to force the woman to have a child that she didn't want or shouldn't have. And once the baby is born, it's, oh, figure it out. You shouldn't have got pregnant. You know, we need to cut food stamps. Oh, we need to cut uh, housing programs. We need to cut these. They call them entitlement programs, but they're not entitlement <laughs> program. Like helping somebody eat food, which, oh, by the way, y'all, part of the budget is like 2% of our national budget is uh, like food stamps. Like people make it seem as if that's what's killing our country. That's why our deficit is, is what it is. But it's not. It has nothing to do with that. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, man, I'm, I'm going to get on. Let me, let me get off this. Let me get off this. Nah, man, I, I feel you though. Um, hey, but T, you you mentioned something, bro. I wanted to I wanted to hear your take on. So Rod mentioned Chicago, and you know, and the what's going on out there. And you said they were tainted stats. Those are tainted stats. So what you what you mean by that? Because this is you know, it's sad that we always say, hey, this is wrong. This is wrong from minority communities. And they say, well, look what's happening in your community. Cause the governor was like, well, this happened in one week versus this. Those are tainted stats because they say, Oh, you're, you're deflecting. All you're doing is deflecting. And those are tainted stats. When you say, Hey, most people are dying in your area. But when you pull up the numbers, it's not the case. Most crimes that happen because of one populated area, if it's all Asians, most Asian on Asian crime is going to happen, right? Yeah. If it's all Latinos, most <laughs> crimes against Latinos is going to be on each other. That is just part of the world. So people always want to throw that stat out and don't look at the numbers. But when you go globally, where majority are not Asian, Black, Latin, you see what the crimes are happening. When you look at mass, let's just call it what it is, domestic terrorism, that's not that's not nothing you can try to compare to a small neighborhood in a city. So I hate when people do that because you're deflecting. You're you're taking something that's traumatic to people's families and saying, well, well, look what's happened over there in that neighborhood. Like that's the dumbest shit you can do to say that and be sitting as a public figure, as a governor or senator, to be sitting in front of a lot of people who are expecting you to make an impact on others and protect others because you write policies, you write bills and you deflect and say, well, look what happened over there in that neighborhood. Then ain't got shit to do. Why I have to bury my nine year old child. Thanks. You see what I'm saying? So you have to like really take a step back, man. And people, I don't know why, why people do that and deflect, bro. Like the pressure is on you. The pressure is on you. But you sitting in that seat, that chair for a reason. I think we all talk about um, our our day to days, being leaders in our community, being leaders of others. Right? Everything ain't gonna be sunshine and lot and, and rainbows and lollipops. Right? So there's times where you know you are gonna be looked at to say, "Hey, man, you gotta make the decision. You gotta make the results." Instead of saying, "DC saying, well." <laughs> Look what that other company doing. Bro, that ain't about what that other company doing. It's about what your company doing, bro. Right. 
And so that's why I say, like, one, those are tainted stats because you're pulling up numbers from a small neighborhood and you're calling out a city. But what happened in Chicago? What happened in a neighborhood, bro? Look what's happening, like, right in front of your face with all these cameras on, on a consistent clip. Like, this is the worst thing that um, me even saying that shit out loud sounds crazy, bro. This is happening on a consistent basis, bro. Damn near every two to four months. How crazy is that, bro? Yeah, it's crazy. How crazy bro. is that that every two to four months, a parent has to say, man, I wonder if this is going to be the school that gets hit. Yep. Talking about kids, bro. Bulletproof backpacks. Like people want to go after the symptom, but not the actual problem. Yeah, here, take these plates. And I actually have one, bro. That's crazy. I actually have one. Dang. That I had to give. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To our oldest. I just put this in your backpack just in case. Man, that's crazy. How crazy is that, bro? How crazy is that, man? Every two to four months, bro. Yeah. That's insane, man. That is crazy, bro. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I say those are tainted. That's just, those are tainted stats, bro. You're calling out numbers that aren't even, like, directly, one, accurate, because you're comparing them to another percentage. And then, two, you're you're deflecting, bro, and you're putting it on other minorities, man. I mean, and I even, I'm not even saying black. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just putting it on other things, man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, for what? To save your vote? Because to save that bottom line, you know what I'm saying? Because the main thing they're asking for, and I'm 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 supporting that too. Bro, do a background check. You do a background check for everything else. Yeah. We well, run your well, credit. Well, we run your credit. I, I we run your credit for everything else. We, we run credits. We do all these things for you to purchase some stuff. Now, Why not I, do that? I, I, I will say to play a devil's advocate, they do background checks. I, I don't know what happened with this guy, <laughs> yeah. but my thought is even if they did a background check, I don't think it would have pulled up anything because at that mm-hmm. point he was yeah, not a criminal. Right? He was he wasn't a criminal until he shot up the school. That's why I say like this whole background checks and stuff. That, so what's the not, solution? Like what's there the is and look, I'm I'm gonna chime in on this, and I'm not gonna talk too specifically on on this shooting because uh, as you know, kids that triggers me, bro. So I I can't. This is where the emotions come Man, in. I can't, kids, bro. Bro, yeah, I can't, I, but I I'm saying I can't, hot, but, yeah. I can't articulate in a uh, positive way how I'm feeling, you know what I mean? And for the sake of my day job, I, I can't go there. So I won't speak on that for until I can articulately, you know what I mean? Wrap my brain around it. But I hear a lot of people offering solutions and I'm going to just put it out there that I am in support of, uh, carrying right, I, I carry sure. with you support it. I, you know, I think every household should have a some sort of firearm within their possession. You know, I mean, not that you have to carry it every day, but everyone should be trained on how to use a firearm and be able to protect their family from like if something was to happen with invasions or schools and those type of things. So, I'm pro having armed armed guards at the schools, you know what I mean? Which luckily we stay in more conservative states. So we get to see that. Um, so w- with, with the whole notion of background checks, again, when I had got my CPL in Michigan, I got it through Macomb County, which I, 
board. They did background checks. They called they called my mama house and asked if I still live there. And obviously my mama being my mom, she like, yeah, he's he he's gonna always live here, you know what I mean? And I almost wasn't granted my CPL because of that. Like I had to go get mail and stuff showing that I legitly stayed in Macomb County at the time, right? Which was a little more strict than probably Wayne or uh, Oakland at the time. I don't know. I wasn't, I know Wayne was a lot easier. I don't know about Oakland, but at the time I was in Macomb. I lived in Michigan. Yeah, Macomb be on your head, bro. Yeah, Macomb was crazy. (laughs) Be on your head. So, um, you know, and they ask a series of questions. You have to appear in front of a board. So there are certain counties or states that have uh, extensive laws to carry. I know we're talking about purchasing, which the laws aren't as extensive to purchase. But like DC said, if I do a background check and you haven't done anything to make me even feel like you're going to do anything negative with this, then I really have no dog in the fight. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what you're finding. A lot of these uh, school shootings are maybe, you know, social media, something have one or two things that may be like, Hmm, that's interesting, but probably nothing to make you think like this person is going to go out and do anything insane. Right. So what I found is most of these terrorists, like let's call them what they are, they don't have a history of violence or a history of anything. It's, it's mainly a history of loneliness, no friends, so nobody really there to, right. to even recognize that this person may be a little bit off. And there, there's really nothing to prevent that person from getting that firearm at that time. So background checks I don't think are going to solve the situation um some people say well put more armed guards at these schools or metal detectors or whatever the case may be man there was police at this particular shooting that uh, i I don't understand how this happens but they waited outside for 48 minutes while this shooter was shooting like how does that happen for one no clue i feel you bro because i would have broke protocol they'd be like hey stand down bro i'm going in bro you I have to. I, I, bro. I wear that badge and that shield, and bro, I love, I love police officers, and I shout out because I got family and friends that bro. that walk these streets and 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 are out here. And so it's, this is not a shot, but if you're wearing that badge and you know what's going on in there, I feel like I gotta try to make a difference. I gotta put my life on the line because bro. And, and those people who wear those badges put your life on the line. Shout out to you because that is a strenuous job too. But that's what you signed up for. Bro, uh, you talking about kids, bro. Exactly. You are talking about I'm, I'm in kids. there, bro. I got the like, best stone. I got my hand, but whatever that is, bro, I'm in there, bro. It I'm is it is a a known fact that your primary responsibility if if and we're gonna say men, I know there were men in there and women as well, but women and children are first priority, bro. And it's always been like that. Been that you, mean to, you mean to tell me you can stand outside for 48 minutes while you hear the shooting going on, while you hear things happening to f- mother freaking kids, bro? Like, bro. I wish come you right. on. I'm with come you. Come on, bro. Like, again, that's why I can't I can't speak on this right now, but I, I don't I don't think the solutions that have been put out in the media and what some of the, the far left or far right is calling for 
is a solution, bro. Like, I really don't know what the solution is. I'm not going to be uh, that guy that say, well, you got to do this, this. Is, I don't know, bro. But I That's do fair, know <laughs> that something has to change, dog. Like, that, that shit is crazy. Change, bro. Like, we just talked about this a couple weeks ago in a different capacity. I said it's like the kid thing triggers me. And what happens a week later? Somebody's shooting up kids, man. Fourth graders. Bro, I got a son that's going to the third grade this year. I got to look at him and wonder every day, oh, damn, like, is he going to come home today? You know what I mean? Like, that's something got to change, bro. Right? And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> We're thinking about this every two to four months now as parents, bro. DC, I, like, again, we're not trying to give I'm not asking. And and Rod, love you, bro. And I appreciate I appreciate you. And I understand where you coming from, man. For sure. And, and it's okay, bro. You ain't got a, got a solution, bro. But, I, I mean, DC, I'm glad you turned the page to talk about this because what's your thoughts on it then, man? What would you say, hey, are we – let's visit this idea. So, all right, man. So, uh, brace yourself. So, just a, a few things. So, I, I'm a gun owner myself. Uh, I own a handful, and I have my CWP as well. And, yeah, to Rod's point, they go deep. If you want to get a CWP, um, concealed weapons permit, that's what they call around here, they're going to dig through your stuff, and and rightfully so. Um, so, I, so. Just, I understand that process. Now, I just want to throw out a, a few stats. One, I do believe guns are, are a big part of the problem. And what you're what you'll find is that um, meeting violence with more violence, because that's essentially what when you're talking about security and and more uh, officers in the schools and this, that and the third, you're talking about meeting violence with violence. And while that may work in the short term, in terms of if somebody was there to stop the guy, then that'd been great. But it is not a viable long term solution. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to explain, I'm going to explain some stuff, bro. Y'all know I love my numbers, right? Mm -hmm. So on average, there's about 500 accidental gun deaths per year. People just shoot themselves on accident. They kill themselves. Kids playing around. Somebody don't know what they're doing, playing, playing too much, right? It's only 365 days in a year. So basically every day, one and a half times per day, somebody accidentally kills themselves with a gun, right? Boom. Now, uh, self-defense, right? all about having firearms for self-defense. I keep some. Uh, on average, there's about 300 uh, cases of a gun used in self-defense that killed somebody. Now, I don't know about injuring and maiming. I don't know those numbers. But as far as killing somebody, 300. So less than one a day that somebody saved somebody's life in self or took somebody's life in, in justifiable self-defense. Mm -hmm. But check this out. On average, there's over 10,000 criminal gun deaths per year. Over 10,000. So my point is, although I love going to the shooting range, I enjoy it, but that is the problem. Like having access to deadly weapons, um, although there are some merits to it, protecting your family and this, that, and the third, the, we look at that, we just kind of take the emotional aspect out of it. The numbers show that it's simply not worth it. You know what I'm saying? Now, the problem is that guns are so uh, ingrained in our lifestyle, and there's just so many guns in America. It's unrealistic to say we should just make it all illegal and everybody turn their gun in. That That's just not going to happen. Yeah, that ain't going to um, What's going to have to happen, what I do feel should happen, and I will be willing to, is it's, they have to be phased out slowly, and the culture around guns has to change. But that's not going to change because the, the NRA just has so much money and so much power behind it 
that you're not allowed to to talk down on gun use. But but the bottom the, line, bro. Yeah, but the, but yeah, but the bottom line is, bro. Like if you, if you look at the good, the quote unquote good that gun ownership can do, the bad far outweighs it. Far outweighs. It. It's not even close. You know what I'm saying? So meeting and and, and I'll just use a few other examples. Meeting violence with violence. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. World War II, for example, and I'm talking about big scale. Hitler, the Holocaust, where there's no reasoning there. You just got to get to it, right? But look at the wars that America has entered where we lost or just didn't win, I guess. Vietnam. Yeah, I knew he was going to go there. Yeah, we went to Vietnam. We met violence with violence. We went to somebody else's house to try to tell them how to live. And that was that, that war was a loss. You know what I'm saying? Even the war in the Middle East. We fought for 20 years out there. In, in Iraq and uh, Afghanistan and the third and not much has really changed in 20 years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't much changed, bro. Violence with vi- meeting violence with violence rarely works. So that's the, that's one. So now it's like, Oh, well, damn, do you see what's the solution? I'll tell you the solution, <laughs> man. As far as this whole violence with violence, the schools need more support. Every single year schools get defunded more and more and more. Teachers, Preach, get, bro. teachers get paid like 30000 a year. Preach, bro. bro. Imagine paying somebody $14, $15 an hour, and, they, and, they're entrust, and you're entrusting them with your most valuable asset, your child. Your child is your most valuable asset on earth. And, you're gonna, and, you, and you want somebody to work for $30,000 an hour, and you want them to do everything. And when I say yeah, a year, but we would. My bad. Yeah, a year. My bad. I'm yeah. with you, y'all. Yeah, a year. You want to do everything. You see, I, I see this more and more. My mother was an educator. I have num- uh, numerous educators in my family. And the culture around school has changed. It used to be, you know, kids do their homework. They come home. The parents help them out. This, that, and the third. If the parent sends a note home, says, hey, your child was bad. You just take the, the, the parent at their word. I mean, the teacher at their word. And you say, well. Child, uh, well, son, daughter, Miss So and So says you was acting up. So I believe you were acting up too. What you doing? Yep, but nowadays, but nowadays it's you know you have parents coming to school. Don't tell my kid what to do. My kid said he didn't do it. He didn't do it. She said she didn't do it. She didn't do it. You know what I'm saying? And essentially enabling these kids to be little rotten bastards. You know what I'm saying? And so I shouldn't say bastards, but spoiled little kids. And that, brats. and that brats and that creates entitlement. And you know what entitled what entitled people do when they don't get their way? They Act throw out. temper tantrums. They lash out. And what's the most extreme version of lashing out? You shoot up the school. That's as extreme as it gets. You start that, or no, it's not because next. And, and I'm not even trying to speak. I'm, I wish I, I'm knocking on wood if y'all can hear it. But I hate to say it, it's probably going to happen next. It's going to be bombs in these schools. And I'm not lying. And I'm not wishing that on it, but that is the direction that we're going. Because the thing about the, the, the key thing that has changed over the since yo we went to school in the 90s and my parents in the 70s and 60s and, and so on and so forth is nobody's account- accountable to teachers anymore. But there is no like nobody's account. The kids aren't even accountable to teachers. But I see all kinds of videos. I'm on Instagram and, and, and TikTok or whatever. And, and you see kids hard, going, going off on teachers, bro. Beating them up, you know what I'm saying? Like slapping teachers, cussing them out, this, then the third, and it goes viral and it's funny. And I'm sure the kids get suspended or some kind of consequence on the back end. 
but certainly it's not enough to the to the point where you start to see it going viral over and over and over again. Like one thing I'll say about this generation, I believe that this generation is not so much worse as in the kids than us. I do believe most of it is just we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have smartphones and they do. But one thing I do think is worse is the way teachers are treated. Bro, I, I can't really think of and maybe just, just the schools I went to. I kind of grew up in the burbs. But I, the schools I went to, bro, we weren't just cussing out teachers and we wasn't swinging on teachers. You know what I'm saying? We had right. we had too much respect slash fear to do that. You know what I'm saying? We just, want, we just want to raise that on way. a teacher, bro, I was getting swung on at the crib. Bro, that, and that's how, but Hands nowadays, down. but that, nowadays teachers, every single thing a teacher does is questioned and is scrutinized. And they, and oh, by the way, so you could really say that the bar has been raised for teachers as far as what they are expected to do. Right. But the pay went down. How does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Like that don't even make sense. So I'm going to pay you less. Imagine going to your, your doctor, your heart surgeon. I know you normally get paid, you know, 80,000 per surgery, but I need you to do it for 20 per surgery now. And you better not mess nothing up or that's your ass. Bro, people going to drop out. He's like, you know, what? I'm not going to be a heart surgeon anymore. It's not worth it. But that's what's happening with teachers. There's a teacher shortage all over the country and nobody can figure out why. Well, imagine taking a job where nobody supports you. Um, kids are allowed to treat you any kind of way. You're not allowed to hold the kids accountable. They take away, they took away so many things at school. You can't suspend kids for something for this and the third. You can't do there's so many things you can't do with, with, with kids anymore that essentially it becomes a breeding ground for this type of stuff to happen. And that's what I believe it is. It's just a lack of accountability and nobody is supporting public schools, both financially, morally, um, at another LY I can't think of right now. But that to me, that's what it is. The schools are just not being supported uh, the way they used to. And it's in, it's creating an entitled generation. Kids spend a lot of time in school, y'all. A lot of time. All day. Literally, not no pun intended. Yeah, it's all not, day. It's not the guns, man. It's the culture. It's the culture around how people treat authority figures. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my that's my two cents, bro. I'm, I'm gonna get off that. Hey, man. <laughs> Gave him a Rudy slow clap. <laughs> hey, dog. Hey, hey, bro. You, man. I, hey, man. I was getting fired up. Mm-hmm. Listening to that because you're right, bro. Yeah, man. These teachers are man. I don't know a lot of people that's in education too, bro. Yeah, and if y'all listening to the teachers, shout out. Yeah, shout out to the shout teachers. out. Shout out Mary Haley, one of my favorite teachers. Yeah. Um, ever where I had that respect and she was just amazing. Was amazing and um. So shout out her. Um. Yeah, bro. I think there are teachers that I, it's people I went to high school with now that are teaching and man y'all superheroes man shout out adam my yeah. dog adam adam mills bro you know what i'm saying because i see you always yeah. supporting the pod too and you be supporting everything that's going on world in this world and you're a, to be a teacher today shout out there's <laughs> a couple classmates man i know man you have to be you have to be damn near god like because yeah, and, and you got to spend your own money nowadays, bro. How many you, bro, you, you I, got friends? You I got seen friends him make a post. I seen him make a post like, "Yo, I'm about to buy these pizzas for the kids and get these supplies and have yeah. them turn up." Bro, make it make sense. You have to be like 
damn near godlike, man, because this you're doing Oh man, you're you're turning the cheek a lot. It's too much. Slap <laughs> a lot. It's too much, bro. It's too much to ask, and it creates a culture that you don't have. And to we as parents, man, we gotta put like you said. We we as parents gotta back these schools and these teachers more. Yeah, gotta Instead do it. Showing up, showing up, talking about the teacher because that's that was the saying. But we all used it, man. So let let me raise my hand and uh, you know, what I'm saying I told my parents, man, teacher line. But my parents ain't go for that though, right? Because they know like, what the hell they got a lot for. That's you acting right. up in class. Yeah. <laughs> what was what? What they get the what they gain from that? Yeah, and see, my thing is there are bad teachers out there. There are teachers that do terrible things. There are teachers that abuse their power. All of that is true. For for those who might say, well, what about this? What about yeah? All that is a fact, but. When you're talking about an entire institution, because I'm not talking about a few teachers who do inappropriate things or say inappropriate things. We are talking about the school system as an institution and the school system as an institution is not corrupt, y'all. It is not. No. It is not. And you know what I'm saying? So we're not going to what I'm saying is you, you, we can't sit here and justify um we can't justify defunding the schools because that's essentially what's his, what's been going on for decades at this point. When we because, school, because there's a few bad teachers money. that makes they no sense. Money, huh? When we when we were in school, they was beginning to lose money. Probably yeah. before that. So yeah. yeah, like bro, nowadays, man, like kids, like if you if your kid joins a, a team or whatever, man, the parents got to buy their own equipment. You got to buy all where it used to be. So much stuff was just given. Like, bro, when we I played basketball and I used to wrestle, they just gave us uniforms. They gave us the headgear. Um, I We bought our own shoes, but we we just got shoes that matched, like, the team. We had team shoes. Oh, but, but they used to buy us all that stuff. But nowadays, man, I, I, I've heard about people with young children, and they got the parents got to come up with the money because the schools don't have it. Everything has been defunded. Everything. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, imagine defunding something and then trying to figure out why it doesn't work. What do you mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, you ever heard the saying, you get what you pay for? This is what we bought. We bought school shootings, y'all. Mm. I mean, that to me, that's the, I mean, I'm sure that it, it could be a little more complex than that. But to me, that is the, the common denominator amongst all violence in school. Let's throw Chirac in there. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's about, it's about the resources, bro. Where you put resources, they don't, you know where they don't do, uh, you know what schools don't get shot up? Private schools. Private. I knew he was gonna say that. Private schools don't and get I, shot I'm up. I'm leaning that way, bro. Yeah. How crazy is that though? You know what I mean? I'm leaning that way. Yeah. Private schools don't get shot up, bro. Because because when you when you as a parent, I mean you're paying something out of pocket, you're gonna you're gonna kind of quote unquote buy into the system. You want to get a return on your investment, right? Now, even though public school is funded by real estate taxes and whatnot, property taxes. It's different. It's different when you you pay, especially if, like if you're a renter, because you're a renter, you're not really paying into the school system. In a way, I guess you're paying through rent, but you're not paying the the the, the property tax directly. So I feel like with that public school system, there's just that the culture around it has just changed, man. And there's just no accountability to the school administrators and teachers the way that it used to be. For sure. Yeah. Brad, how you feeling, big dog? 
Because I'm a rod ready to take off and like swing on. You're rod ready to take off. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm, 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 I'm interested to hear 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 this. Because I have a feeling rod feels a little differently. Uh, no not? comment. No comment. All right. All right. <laughs> it's love, bro. All right. It's love, bro. Because I know where that's. We 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 know, and and all of us as parents though. But we know Rod, man. That's that onion peeling. That's yeah. That's, the kids is what get him, man. Mm-hmm. And that's fair, bro. Yeah, and it should. I mean, honestly, I mean, it should. I ain't, I ain't gonna fault that. Well, shoot, man. I guess I guess say I say to keep it light, man, or to lighten it back up. Is uh, I was listening to Nas KD two the other day, bro. Uh, King's Disease too. For y'all, for y'all who don't know, the uninitiated. I'm gonna say this, bro. This this is gonna be his. This is that album is his best album since yeah, it's better than Futures. <laughs> <laughs> it's better. It's better than everybody, including Future. You know what I'm saying? I, I say it's better than uh, K Dot. I mean, K Dot just dropped. Uh, whatever. What's the album called again? Yeah, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Yeah. But it's better. You know what I'm saying? Like that album to me uh, is the second best album. Of all time, and and give it some time, it could pass Illmatic, in my opinion. But that KD two is something special to me, bro. Bro, let let it let it let he, he should marinate though. Let it marinate. It's been a year. I mean, it's, it's been a year. A year, but let's let's let it let's let's let it keep sitting for a couple more years, bro. Not sitting, but you know what I mean. Let's let it. Let's 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 see what happens. You know, better, how it, some things don't age well. Some things do. Better so, than Stillmatic. It's better than Stillmatic. It's better than NAS because I'm this. You talking to a non-stan, by the way. It's better than Lost Tapes. <laughs> better than Lost Tapes Two. Better than uh, Life Is Good. Better than Kate. Bro, it's the best. It's the best since Illmatic. It's the best since Illmatic, we'll and it's better than uh, Kendrick Lamar's last album. I mean, we'll see how Kendrick's marinates too, bro. Yeah, we gotta see how things marinate, man. K dot be talking that talk, man. K dot talking that talk. I mean, that KD2 is, is dope. Uh, I'm not a Nas super stand though. So, like, it's definitely not my, you, you said the second best album of all time, just like overall or his. No, 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 no. In, in Nas's catalog. <laughs> oh, okay. No, just in Nas's catalog. <laughs> no, I ain't, okay. nah, bro, I ain't standing that hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I had to clarify that. Yeah, he about to say, what about Sean Carter? <laughs> nah, 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 <laughs> no, it's not I the best album of all time. That, that'll be, that's too much. The Chronic uh, 2001. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm nah, I mean, I'm, I'm not a Nas super stan, so I'm not going to even. Uh, like disrespect him like that, you know what I mean? But I personally like it was written better than Illmatic, me personally. But sonically, it was better to my ears. But I, I will trust your opinion on that one. You know, I've heard a lot of people say that though, bro. You know, like that's not a that is not like a, a super like unpopular opinion. A lot of people mm-hmm. say that it was written was better than Illmatic, mm-hmm. and and I can see where that comes from because I will say. It was written sounds more modern, like like Illmatic sounds fire, bro. There's there's still a lot of old school, almost eighties <laughs> hip hop element out. there. Yeah, because I mean the Kate, because really honestly, like because they're, they're two years apart. Illmatic dropped in ninety four. It was written was in ninety six, and they do mm-hmm. sound like two completely different people. Like mm-hmm. the, his subject is still kind of the same, but he's like more on like mafioso kind of Goodfellas kind of vibe. Whereas Illmatic was just gritty. It was in the street. It sounded like it was recorded in somebody's basement. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just, it was, it was, they were two completely different versions of Nas. It's almost like, 
because you know Illmatic dropped, but it didn't really do numbers when it dropped. Right. Like it was critically right. acclaimed, but nobody was really checking for it until right. it was written drop, and he never went back. Yeah, so I, I can understand that, right? I, I, I mean, I, I get that completely as a stand. Of course, I'm going to say Illmatic, but mm-hmm. I, I can't really even argue or get mad at anybody who puts it was written over Illmatic. Yeah. Okay. Day, cool. Man. So, I know, man, we only got a few more minutes, man. One, congratulations to the Boston Celtics. Oh, Boston yeah. Boston Celtics um, for making the NBA J- Finals. J- you know T. what I'm saying? Going against Golden State. You know, Jason Just- Tatum, man. We talked about this episodes, episodes, episodes back. For those listeners, man, dial in, man, check in. And we talked about the three-headed monster, right? Who's next? And I think we said, how come we not talk about Jason Tatum? And we talked about, you know, that's that allure, the way he, you know, carries himself off the court. Not to say that he's, like, boring or anything, but, you know, there's more appeal with, like, a John Morant. But we'll see, because that appeal may change next month. Uh, you know what I'm saying? As he leading Boston, man. Uh, to Oakland, they're gonna be out in that Bay Area. You're going against the Warriors. Are they playing Game One in Boston? I gotta look that up. But either way, definitely gonna be a good uh show. Gonna be a good show, man. I, I like the matchups. I think the matchups are even. And um, I don't know, bro. I I'm, I don't know who's gonna win. I'm seeing it's going seven. It's going seven games. Mm. Yeah, man. man I'm, I'm, I- I'll go ahead. Go ahead, Rod. No, I was gonna say I'm I'm hoping uh Boston pulls it out. I me being a, a Braun fan, something against those Warriors with those three still together, I still can't I can't vibe <laughs> with them, bro. You just hate Draymond because he went to uh, Michigan State, bro. <laughs> that too, bro. Like another year of hearing Draymond talk drunk at the press conference or me, every like the I, come on. DC, who you got? Or what's your prediction of games? Because like I said, I can't pick right now, but I'm saying it's going seven games. Boston and six. I called it. I called Boston and six way back when they beat the Bucks, bro. Mm. I, I was I was convinced that whoever. Honestly, I, I thought that whoever won the Bucks Boston series yeah. was going to win the championship. And I still feel that way. I feel like if the Heat would have won last night, then uh, or the other night, then it would have been. Uh, Golden State, because I feel like Golden State matches up very, very well against the Heat. But I think mm-hmm. that Boston is going to dirty up the finals and they're going to get physical with them, kind of like how they did with uh, uh, Brooklyn Nets and KD, how they uh-huh. just kind of beat them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to do something Marcus similar. Marcus Smart, them boys. Yeah, I think they're going to do something similar to, mm-hmm. to uh, Golden State. They're not going to dominate them. I think it's going to be a lot of close games, but that physical mm-hmm. aspect is going to get them an extra five maybe five to eight points. And when you talk about two elite teams, because they're both elite, that eight-point swing is going to be the difference, bro. So mm-hmm. I say Boston is six, bro. Lastly, because, Rob, you know, we got to get that quote, man, so you can take us home, man. But, you know, rest in peace, Ray Liotta, man. For sure. Man, the good fella. Peace, man. The good fella. That is my bro. favorite movie of all time, Goodfellas. Top. That is my – that's oh, damn, that's in my top three, bro. All it's time. My, it's, I would say my top it's three. It's my top three. Top three. Godfather 2 is my number one. Godfather 1 is my number two. I'll probably good, put Goodfellas as number three. But ain't, no, ain't nobody topping Godfather for me. But um, but bro, me, if, that, hey, if that's your number one all time, I cannot. I'm not going to be mad at yeah, that. Yeah, it's not number one all time. It's in top three. But oh, Goodfellas. Oh, bro. Yeah, DC, Goodfellas. Bro, we was in college, bro. We was in Germany, bro. 
We was in the crib and watched that like back to back to back, bro. I'm gonna go, hey, I'm gonna go get the papers. Get the papers. The papers, bro. Jimmy two times, man. Jimmy two times. Ray, Ray Liola was amazing, bro. I mean, yeah. um, not just that, man. He's done so, so many other projects, but we know playing Henry Hill, man, in that basic yeah. two story film was Yeah. Martin Scorsese did a hell of a job, bro. Yeah. Pick picking that guy. Because that guy brought it to life. And um Ray Liola, man. Rest in peace, man. You know, yeah. our condolences and shout out, you know, to his family and, and you know, wish them, you know, the best. And um, hey, he 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 gave us a lot of a great, great art, man. So rest in peace, man. Yeah, I think um yeah. I think Robert De Niro is the last living golf. Um good Joe fella, Pesci, man. Joe Pesci's still there, oh, bro. Joe Pesci's Stop, trying still to here? Kill. Stop trying to kill Joe Pesci. Bro. I ain't gonna lie. I thought Joe was was out of there. He's here. still here, bro. Oh, my yeah, my bad, Joe. Here. My bad. He's I don't know why I thought here. he was out of there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And Casino. Casino. <laughs> yeah, bro. Casino up there, bro. Casino yeah. fire. So, yeah, man. De Niro, Pesci, man. And, and shout out to them because I know they, they had a – they. I know I seen, matter of fact, Joe Pesci's post. Like, they, they, they hurt him. And, you know, they've they been, like, thick as thieves, per se, since that movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, they really became real, like, homies. And so, uh, definitely shout out to them, too. For sure. That's what's up. You know, so Rod, man, I know we talked about, we recapped last week's episode, man. We really talked about, you know, what's going on in this world, man, and and everything now, man, with these kids, man. But, you know, break, break, us, break us down, man, out this huddle, man, with some, some words of positive and wisdom that I know I can take with me, and I'm pretty sure whoever listening can take with them. For sure. Uh the process of healing does not end when the wounds are no longer visible. It ends when the wounds are no longer aching. Mm. Okay. Bars. That's true, man. Yeah. Man. Bro, did you already have this written down, bro? Did you knew we was going to be talking about some stuff? Nah, not at all, bro. When the Lord moves you. Facts. Love it. Facts. Mm-hmm. There it is right there, man. So, DC, Rod, all love, man. Um, I hope, I know, I know we didn't piss nobody off, but I know some people nah. got some takes on this. I know some people got some takes on this, and I, I want to hear your thoughts. We sure. want to hear your thoughts, man. And uh, DC, man, you know, go ahead and sure. put that beer down, bro, or pick it back up, man. And, and before, that, yeah, bef- go ahead. Before you cue the music, bro, like today is Memorial Day, so. You know, yes. for all of those that fought and lost their lives for us, man, we salute you. Salute. Big salute. Y'all, man. Let's just, just, just salute and salute to y'all families, too. So sure. that's big, man. Happy Memorial Day. And uh, that's all I got, man. It's all love, man. And cue the music.